Welcome back once again to another episode of Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. I am Matt Sanzala, and this is the podcast where I just get down and talk to my friends about lots of things and uh, try to keep it cool, try to talk about the cool things my cool friends are doing. And today I've got one of the coolest in the house, Coca Trevino. Hello, Coca. Hi, Matt. I'm so, so happy that, that you invited me. Thank you for making space and time for me. Um, I got nothing but time. So you're the busy one. <laughs> you're the one who made the time. I've just been here <clears throat> at this desk with this mic. It. It's a nice to, uh, setup. Get it Very going. inspiring. I love, I love the space. It's and then having a cat nearby just made me like really cool. It's my element right now. I mean, you're welcome to take the cat. <laughs> that is actually your parting gift. Like we Aww. try to give everybody something when they come in. If you want to take the cat, you're welcome. I think my cat would kill me, but I, it's good to know that I have options now. <laughs> She's been a big part of the podcast, as a matter Aww. of fact. She either drives uh, the guests crazy or it's just we have to put her in the room and she screams and it just echoes throughout the whole thing. Love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I say on this one, this podcast all the time, life has noise. It is what it is. Oh, We're yeah. not in just a padded room. <clears throat> It's real life. It is. It and is. real talk. And yeah, and um, having a cat or like a being roaming and keeping us grounded, it's, it's a good practice, I think. For sure. What I wanted to talk to you about in general, I want to talk to you about everything. Yeah. But uh, I feel a kindred spirit with you to a certain degree because we've known each other for a while. Yeah. And I know, you know, a lot about the music scene and what I've done with music, but then I've learned a lot more about the art scene and things mm-hmm. just by watching you and following you and seeing how you have been a real serious support base for a lot of people here in Austin, Texas, and beyond. Can you tell me a little bit about, or you're going to tell me a lot about <laughs> the Proyecto, your organization, and uh, how you came to be in this, in this community? Because I remember, I mean, I met you in the music scene, basically, yeah. just kind of hanging out, doing things, and and I've just watched you progress over these years. And can you tell me a little bit about your beginnings? Of course. Um, I, I'm from Monterrey, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lived, uh, yeah, all of my life there. Um, well, until all my, uh, how do you say it? Like, oh, yeah, I, this is my second language, so bear mm-hmm. with me. That's no, okay. Uh, yeah, so my, uh, I grew up there and um, I went to art school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... I, I really didn't love it. It was kind of my, I was okay. I just never really loved school. But lo- another thing we have in common. Oh, dude, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't excelling or anything, but it was great for networking. And once I met like really good artists that became them friends of mine, I quickly realized like, you know what? I'm, I'm not awful or, uh, at producing art. But I'm not the greatest and I have friends and people that I can recognize that are excellent and are doing really good. But those, these artists are so focused on their art that often they don't know how to promote themselves or don't, don't know how to sell their work or, yeah, or talk yeah, about it. Um, and I recognize that by me being so excited by their projects, it was easy for me to promote them mm-hmm. and make sales for them and make network networking for them so for me it was like oh great if i do this and i keep them working and keeping hanging keep hanging out with them making connections i'm still part of like the gang or the the group and and yeah we keep having fun and and there's nothing that i love more than my friends or the people that i admire i'm, I'm a huge fan of art and music so if if i i it was just transformative to find my my place uh-huh. in the industry. So that's how I started, and and I was yeah I did great partnerships. Then I met my my ex husband who's a musician, and it was kind of the same. It was an easy transition of like, dude, you're awesome. He's an amazing uh, musician and very very talented person. And um, so I I it was kind of the same. Like, oh, I love being in the scene. I love being part of this. And you should keep working. And uh, in the meantime, I can do booking. I can be um, the tour manager. I can do all the things as long as you do your thing. Like, it, to me, it's easy to send emails and coordinate stuff. Um, that's how my brain works. So I was doing that for both art and music in Monterrey for a while. Wow. And then 
things got really messy in Mexico. And the first thing that that broke or that, um, yeah, just just had like a very big impact was bars and clubs and, and cultural events. So all of a sudden I didn't have a work, a job or it was really, really hard to get. Um, yeah, just work for everybody. So uh, luckily, like I'm a U.S. citizen. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let's just move. Let's just try somewhere. We scouted a few a few cities here in the states, um, and Austin seemed the most welcoming and chill and music oriented. Uh, so we were like, let's just, let's just do it. And so we did the move, and it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I met you, I was uh, I, I was lucky to to meet some key people, and I was able to do some scoring for um, South by for the. Yeah, the booking system mm-hmm. that they had. Um, so yeah, I, I was lucky to to be in the right place, I guess, at the right time. I mean, it didn't make money for me, but mm-hmm. it did uh, put me in contact with fantastic people. Yeah, I met you through Alicia. Yeah, from South by. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I just kept at it, and of course, like we we moved here, like yay, the music capital, blah blah blah, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't mean what I thought it meant like it was drastically different from she from living opened up a big can of worms oh, yeah. here on the podcast today <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in Mexico it's it's very weird but like artists or musician even if it's for cover bands like there's some respect there's some um space and and there they were at that time they were usually really well paid because uh, it's entertainment and stuff and to move here and it's like oh shoot like you have to pay to play and you have like it, all those things that we were like what and luckily um alfredo uh, my, my ex-partner um he he's super like good at, at working and figuring out ways on making things work so he was playing in the streets and and he it, he's a drummer and uh like dj and stuff so he would have like a full drum set in the street and making uh, mixing live and stuff. So he got really creative and really good. But at the same time, it's just like, what is this? I thought like we came from the third world, like, and this to the arts and culture city. And it, mm. it was, it was very disappointing to, to find that the respect and love for musicians wasn't um, well. very funded, I guess. <sighs> You love capitalism? Aye. Isn't it amazing? Well, <laughs> I had a whole other question for you, but you just opened up a can of worms there, yeah. not just with the, the music scene in Austin, but I mean, I went to Monterey a couple times, mm-hmm. and uh, one time I went with my daughter, and you were a big help. We were on Facebook Messenger the whole time. Yeah. Getting You are one of our tour guides down there. I <laughs> really appreciate that. And what I saw down there was a lot of, a lot of dynamic people, a lot of cool things happening. Um, I lived in Houston for a lot of years, mm-hmm. so I'm talking out my ass a little bit because I never lived in Mexico, and I understand what you're saying where we know about a lot of the problems that have happened down there, but I always say when people talk about, oh, you're going to Mexico, you're going this, you're doing that, it's crazy down there. I'm like, you live in Houston. Yeah. How much worse is it? <laughs> Can it be worse than Houston? Yeah. Houston is a beautiful place, one of my favorite places in love the world. Yeah. I love Austin, too. You know, we see what happens here. Yeah. We talk a lot of shit about Mexico. Now, what you even just said, you brought up even cover bands, getting the respect down oh, yeah. there. <clears throat> One of my, my first trip to Monterey was to Manaus, a venue in uh, oh, Barrio yeah. Antigua. Mm-hmm. And they had like a Las Vegas style review, mm-hmm. like almost every night or every night they were open with, um, put it this way, they had like a Ricky Martin type guy. They had a... Yeah. Uh, a Shakira type woman mm-hmm. and they did all those type songs and they had like a full band and then they had a portion where they had break dancers come out and uh, they, they had a rapper yeah. who quit Aww. and a friend of mine called me up and said, man, do you know any rappers who might want to move to Monterey? And I was like, uh, <laughs> what? not really, <laughs> but um, he told me what the deal was and it was all covers. And I'm like a cover band rapper. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds a little strange. Well, right around that time, this is how things often work. They just come together. A rapper from Beaumont named Ill Tactics. Okay. He gave me a 12-inch. And I put the record on. And when I put it on, he sounded exactly like 50 Cent. 
And when I say he sounded exactly like 50 Cent, I got mad. Like, I was like, <laughs> what, the, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with this dude, man? Why is he biting 50 Cent this badly? But then he switched voices to Scarface. Ooh. And then he switched voices to, like, Paul Wall. And he was like, basically, he had this imitating MC type mm-hmm. thing. Like, I could do it better than any of these guys, and I'll even take your whole style. And he literally, like, was rapping in their voices. Awesome. And it was crazy. And I was like, uh, how did this just happen? Somebody just asked me yeah. about someone who could do rap covers. Mm-hmm. And I get this record from Ill Tactics. And so I go to him, and I don't remember the situation, but he basically was kind of like, man, I could stand to get the hell out of here right now, to be honest. <laughs> and I was like, well. <laughs> There's an option. So this dude, the owner of Manaus, uh, Kiki something, he, uh, kick a flow was his name as a rapper. (laughs) Yeah. He flew us down, checked out that whole scene. And I was like, man, it's incredible down here. It was beautiful. I often say Monterey is like Houston with mountains. I think so. Yeah. It's a dynamic city with a lot going on. It's got Mm -hmm. its problems. It's got its incredible beauty, incredible culture. Great food. Food. Man. Don't, (laughs) don't get me started, man. You know, we're about to go. We're going in this recession here. Yeah. I'm about to go down there, man. Eat all that food for a quarter of the price, and it's better. Yes, uh, you know. Monterey, not anymore. I don't no? know if you've been um, lately, but the prices are crazy. No, I just came back from Monterey. I am gonna spend a couple weeks in Mexico City though, because that mm-hmm. is way cheaper and the quality is. It's yeah, completely different food, but it is it is really. More affordable and delicious. But yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I think like uh, Monterrey and Houston are very, very similar. And just to go back to like the city and the situation, like I, I people ask me all the time, like, is it safe? And I'm like, dude, it's big city. Like you wouldn't go like whenever you go to New York or Houston or wherever, like, you know, there are safer areas than mm-hmm. others and that you know that you have to be smart about don't having like all the bling and all the mm-hmm. jewelry out like it's common sense you- well i went down there with my 16 year old daughter we drove i guess that was 2018 mm-hmm. and uh i said to her i was like look we're gonna be getting up in the morning and going and doing things because we're probably me and my little 16 year old pretty girl it's like we're not gonna be running around all over at night you know mm-hmm. what i mean we're gonna be we're gonna you know and i mean day two we were out at night, yeah. you know, and the neighborhood we were in was nice, nice, yeah. like incredible. Had a big mountain right outside the window and things. It was amazing. And, you know, I mean, I, I didn't go to the Starbucks or whatever, but there was a Starbucks downstairs. Oh, yeah. There was a nice grocery store across the street, incredible Italian restaurant a block away and just everything right there. It was amazing. And I was like, architecture in that area was mm-hmm. amazing. And I was like, man, I love this place. And why are people tripping? I know. You know. Yeah. And the service like, industry, that's another thing that, that I also like, and it, it might sound weird, but it's just whenever I'm in Mexico, it's just, everyone's welcoming and smile and like really, yeah, it, it's just such a different experience to the hipster like thing where you're like, you're making them a favor to come to their establishment or whatever. It's, it's just, I don't know. And people, Hashtag Austin. Right. <laughs> I mean, not complaining about Austin. I love Austin in many, many ways. But yeah. there, there are other things that whenever I go to Mexico, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I miss this part. Uh, yeah. And same what, what you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, this um, rapper and the, the musicians at, at bars. It's a huge production. And yeah. they have that every single day of the week. Yep. And um, yeah, I, I mean, there is better seasons than others. But when we were working uh, uh, over those venues, I think it was back 2007 or something like that. They had a really nice uh, pay and then they would get paid for rehearsals. They had an up and tap on on the nights of the thing. Like it was, it was nice treatment. And then because I was the girlfriend of one of them, like I got like those benefits got extended to me Mm -hmm. and stuff. But they like, imagine that big, big um, artists would, the opening band would be the, the house band at the bar and it was comparable like the musicians were people that were touring like it's it, it's also Monterrey has a beautiful and very very successful uh, musician um, base like there's I think the the fact that it's close to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and also has a Mexico so there's there's a lot of culture and there's access 
to a lot of things and uh, a lot of other music and, and instruments and, and many, yeah, just resources. So I, I think at Monterrey is a, a very um, nice place for music education. It's for sure the closest cool city that's not a Texas city to Austin. Yeah. New Orleans is about three hours further yeah. to drive to, you know, and I don't go to Little Rock much. I, no, me neither. I, I did went go to Oklahoma years. City not long ago. How was that? I've never been. Uh, we went for the Canacon Cannabis Conference. Red Man mm. was up there, and uh, we had a nice time. Um, I'm not moving to Oklahoma City. <laughs> but it was, uh, again, another, when you leave Austin and you go in and the people are just kind of regular folks, really nice. It's, it's yeah. a, It was a good feeling. I, I enjoyed it up there. But Monterey for me was like a really special trip because I felt like, this might sound messed up, but like I accomplished something. You know, like everyone, everyone. Mexican people yeah. were like, you ain't driving there. You're crazy. Why? Don't do that. You can't. No. I was like, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. And I understand that things can happen, but yeah. things can happen anywhere. And I probably wouldn't do that drive at four in the morning, but yeah. we did it in the morning, in the daytime. And you know what it's like when you cross the border and you drive into Mexico? Mm-hmm. It's a highway. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It was great. We had the best time. So speaking of your days there, I have to wonder, did you get into what you're doing because you felt you were needed? Like there was a need for what you do and you saw these artists and were like, because with music for me, that's, I mean, I tell people all the time, it's kind of something I struggle with now because back when I was making, getting my footing in the music industry of Houston, I had to, it needed to happen. There was not, it wasn't going on. There was all kinds of great people making this great art, Houston rap music that was not being heard anywhere else? Um, I wish I could say yes. I think it was much of uh, much more of a, an accident and like naivete. Um, I, I was really, really excited by the work that my friends were doing. Um, I was, yeah, I, I was just truly um, impacted by their work and, and by the community that... I was speaking about like to everyone about it and I mm-hmm. found myself like making connections and making sales for them and stuff. So it was like, Oh, oh so I, you were needed. Yes. But I didn't really realize that I just mm-hmm. wanted to hang out with them and for them to hang out, they needed money. And I mean, me too. So it was like, Oh, this way I can make money for them and we can keep hanging out and keep going on vacation and keep just, drinking because Monterrey is also a very drinking yes. town <laughs> so yeah we can keep hanging out so it was like yeah yeah I'll do it like uh, I call myself often and people have said that I shouldn't uh, but it's I'm a professional groupie like mm. I I'm just so happy and pushing so much because I love some work and and I want to yeah I, I want to be part of it and Again, I wasn't terrible at, at doing art, but I can recognize that they're better. And why, yeah, why, why trying to play a different role where I'm not excelling when I can actually do something for the whole system or chain? I don't know. Well, you obviously have the passion for it, and you're obviously, you know, well beyond a professional groupie <laughs> and i would say you are needed you're needed here i mean that's the artist what what's a better gift than to be able to just do your art yeah. and have someone come in and, and do that business i love it it's it like when once i realized it and i i saw myself there i was like okay i'm serious about this and i started to volunteer both in mexico and then here like volunteering getting everywhere um i was very very lucky that one of my first um intern jobs was at the um, museo de arte contemporáneo de monterrey so it's yeah it's it's a beautiful place that it's kind of the biggest and most recognized museum uh in that area and i was very lucky to to get an internship there and I really like that is where I was like, oh, my God, I really I'm loving this and, mm-hmm. and I love every single part of it. Um, so I got really immersed in the in, in that. And and it also helped me to to connect my like my friends and students and people that were growing into this world of like, OK, so this is what we're going for. Like, this is what we want to get into it 
um, into like the museum or, or the real arts. Like we have a goal now. Um, so, so yeah, it, it is, yeah, I, I did all the volunteerings that you can imagine. And when I moved here, it was as rough. Mm -hmm. I had a really, really nice resume when I moved here because I've been working for universities, museums, uh, fest art festivals, like international stuff. Like I really had a, a nice resume. And when I moved here, like no one would even look mm. at it. Uh, yeah, it took me 10 years. You're, you're helping me right now. You're re giving me positive <laughs> reinforcements with, with, in my feelings here. I, I, I feel exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and it's very strange. It is. It is. I was very frustrated because I was like, I'm ready. Like, I even, like, yeah, I was volunteering and stuff. And sometimes I would be, like, denied. And I was like, dude, you have no idea. Like, you have an expert in this area. And you're not even letting me work for free. Like, it is madness. But it, I mean, <coughs> I believe, <laughs> right? <laughs> I like, I think, like, I have to believe that things happen for a reason. <laughs> they do, man, for real. And you have to take it into your power, your control. And you have to control your destiny and do what you want to do because, yeah, it's not. I don't know, man. Like, it's not the same here, and it's nothing against it. I live here, and yeah. I thrive here. I enjoy it. It's a nice place, but when it comes to dealing with a lot of the people and the people in power, that's like a small, very small town mentality. Yeah. And we're huge now. We're not small anymore. Yeah. We're not the biggest city, but we're number 11. It's pretty big. And there's a lot of people here now. A lot of people have moved here. A lot of things going on. But I do see that all the time. People are very protective of their little mm -hmm. thing. And it's, uh, you just have to make your own thing. And I congratulate you for doing so well, because you. you really have. And I mean, there's not a lot going on in the city's art scene where, I don't see you involved in some way. I try. <laughs> um, I hope you see the difference. Like I, I guess I should say, like one of my biggest passions since moving here has been like being an, um, yeah, focused on, on people of color um, mm -hmm. and, and artists of color and excellence, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm not one that thinks like you have to lower the standards for diversity. Like it's that's BS and that's like people being lazy, like you just need to like look for people outside of your network. So uh, I, I hope you, you only see me in those spaces, <laughs> not like fully white spaces. Like I, I really, I really try that. To I think that. that's most of what I see anyway here because yeah. <laughs> I, I hate um, the fully white space of Austin. It's really annoying. And it's hard to come from a city like Houston or Monterey mm -hmm. or something and to be into that. And it's such a beautiful thing to see happening here in Austin, in the music, in the art, in culture in general. I mean, there's just, put it this way. I went to see uh, Billy Harper and Andrew Cyril, old jazz guys in their 70s, amazing. Pedro Moreno from uh, Epistrophe Arts has been bringing, you know, experimental jazz music to Austin for 20-some years. And... <clears throat> I've been to so many shows that he's done that are blow my mind. Yeah. 50 people, maybe a hundred people come out and everybody, you know, they, their minds are blown. It's an amazing night. But this particular show, there was literally whatever the Scottish right theater holds. There's mm -hmm. 250, 300 people in there for sure. Pretty diverse. Uh -huh. And I was like, man, I think this is a result of, a positive result of how many of the people coming to Austin. Yeah. Like the new blood coming into this city with new energy and new perspectives because for a long time, I mean, that's what, you know, one of the reasons anybody knows me is because at South by, I was like, <clears throat> you're this music conference. It's an international music conference. Rap music is music. Yeah. Hip hop is culture. There's a lot of people. I started mostly thinking about the people here, mm -hmm. you know, through Texas and the underground here was like, who didn't even know about it? And I was like, this is stupid. This is your conduit to the rest of the world. Yeah. And they, they come to you once a year. So we had to diversify it mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, we had to find that place. I also used to think, I mean, it's totally, it's practically gone now, but <clears throat> like 35 was like I-35, the highway was like a, <laughs> A very literal dividing line. Mm -hmm. Now it's a uh, forty-five up north, like Pflugerville. That's where it gets divided, I guess. I don't know, but you know, the east side is transformed in so many different directions. But the uh, I saw that here in Austin. I was like, man, these guys who live over here need to be over here too, mm -hmm. you know, and be downtown and open these spaces up because I've had 
in the beginnings, I had club owners tell me straight up, don't bring that black stuff in here. Like straight up to my face, I'd say, okay, I won't buy. Yeah. <laughs> I won't work with you. Great. And it was a very uh, strange feeling because in Houston and most cities, <laughs> you can't act like that. I mean, it, well, it happens anywhere, yeah. but I mean, it was pretty bad here. And what I'm, yeah. and I'm trying, I'm going to bring this into a positive light now because right now I am seeing so many things happen. So many people actively trying to make the change here and bring more diversity to the table. Just what happened last year with the blues on the green mm-hmm. and things like this. It's Dude, like, yes. you know, it shouldn't have had to happen. You know, but it did, and it was like, yeah, man, stop. These, this is not second fiddle. The biggest artist to come out of Austin is Gary Clark Jr., modern times, yep. right now, hands down. Yeah. You know, somebody like Jackie Benson, let's make sure she becomes that next one. Yeah. You know, people like Riders Against the Storm, they put in the work. Mm-hmm. Respect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, it's almost like <clears throat> it makes, like, it. it's specifically in music, um, it it takes more effort to deny those artists for their space mm-hmm. and to just search like just do a Google search for musicians from Austin like mm-hmm. and like come on we have so much talent and you can really like group them close and they're all excellent like mm-hmm. why are you why are people like really trying not to give them space like well I mean <sighs> I'll say it happens in every city in a sense where it gets you know, people, <clears throat> excuse me, people are, a lot of people are kind of lazy or yeah. they get real comfortable in what they do. It doesn't have to do with, you know, race or this and that. It's like, yeah, this was very easy. Oh, so, you know, go to my hometown. The same people who are opening for bands coming through 10 years ago are the same people opening for them today. The same people, you know, <clears throat> people aren't actively, I learned this a long time ago too. Most people have other things to do. They're not actively looking for art or music. They're just taking in what, comes and if they like it they like it yeah they don't have time you can see it when there's a cool magazine at the store you pick it up and you're like wow this is great you go back again they're still out there because people aren't as actively searching out these things true like we are and so that's our job yeah is to help push those things forward and that does doesn't mean we don't get a little discouraged sometimes or get (laughs) get mad you know because i i tell i've told um like bookers and companies here and club owners. I'm like, yeah, you uh, booked that guy on everything you've done. You know, have you heard this kid? Yeah. You know, I had Chiquita B on the podcast. I'm always telling people like, have you heard Chiquita B? She's a great performer. She. Okay. Rap fool. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's just so much. Yeah. And uh, once (sighs) I I read about something different, like good, doing good business is good business. Like dude, bringing diversity, bringing women, bringing like this style it's good business like if you're an ass and you don't care about community and you don't care about growing like Mm -hmm. you're an ass and that's what it is but also like you can actually benefit the culture and like the capitalism (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if you do those things like that i'm not advocating for using people i'm advocating for giving chances mm-hmm. and and for for betting in in artists and betting and on diversity like it is good for everybody um it, it is just yeah it is i i do think it is lazy um there's also and i'll try to be brief like but I, there's also like what we all got educated on like white supremacy and colonialism and stuff that guide many like whether we see it or not like guide a lot of the decisions we make and what we favor or not like we like they did an amazing job on training our brains for generations and so we yeah it it, it takes a lot of very intentional work to deconstruct that and um yeah on unlearn those things so it 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 does take work um and but in you cannot just do it you have to be very intentional about all of this but um yeah i i truly believe that it's worth it every way you look at it uh because we also we don't need the same thing over and over and over again as austin changes and as there is more influx of money and stuff like why like why would we 
turn up like a blind eye to the community that made it what it is and i mean i i get that gentrification won't stop like it's it's not like something that we could put a hard stop on it but it is it should be accompanied by like a lot of investment on, on those communities and and a lot of love and a lot of um i don't know law making about how to protect this like just culture in general and uh, i don't know i i think about these things all and, and it's so weird and hard because everything connects with each other so like everything it's a kind of warms <laughs> no i agree i think about those things all the time and it'll drive you crazy i mean yeah. me personally i've had a lot of hard lessons in these especially in the music business and yeah. seeing things like that i never would even think about mm -hmm. like when i learned that back in the day radio state maybe even now i don't know but like commercial radio stations would have like things like you can only play one to two women per hour but like, why is that even a thought? What's the hit? What's the good song? Yeah. Play it. Well, I would never think that I listen to lots of women, lots of men, lots of everything. There's all kinds of great music. Why is that even a thing? It's a thing. And then working for some of these companies that we may or may not have already talked about. But uh, <clears throat> some of that old guard, mm -hmm. you know, that like I never really, I was raised by women completely. I was always just surrounded by women that's it you know mm -hmm. and my you know my grandfather and but mostly just a lot of women yeah. and uh, i have a lot of aunts you know <laughs> and they're not none of them are biological but uh it never was even a thought yeah. and then you come into the work world or the workforce and you see like yeah. you know the discrepancies and the things like and it's like it's just a, it's if you don't take those things in and learn from them where are you going to go? And, and so that's part of what I think, what, I, what I've what i wanted to do in my life is like, you know, when it came to Houston rap or whatever, yeah. what is underrepresented? Yeah. What is not being, you know, and not even just given a chance because a lot of people who make art complain about, oh, I didn't get this chance. I didn't get this, you know, but a lot of people spend too much time complaining and maybe don't do the uh, the work that comes with it. But I think what, you do is you find the ones who can balance that who are motivated great artists who are working they're yeah. going to put that out there and, and when their work gives you work oh totally yeah and and it's austin will be fine like yeah austin has a lot of culture a lot of people a lot of people wanting to do things others wealth there's trendiness and stuff like sure like austin does not need me to do anything except i do think and i take it super seriously like i i think i can provide a different lens and uh, i can facilitate and be a connector um, there's many many people doing it and there's a lot of just wonderful like raisin in the sun mm -hmm. chaka like there's the Mueni, like six square like there's so so many people doing wonderful work but we need more. So I'm not trying to say I'm special in any way. Um, it's just like, <clears throat> we definitely need, <laughs> we definitely need more voices that are more uh, focused and intentional on, on how are we shaping community and how are we shaping arts? Um, Cause yeah, I mean, there, I mean, the population, it, again, it's so white. And uh, I do feel like sometimes I don't want to generalize. Sometimes hey. Austin is can be self congratulatory, um, and and sometimes that um, support that we get from our friends and and people and um, it sometimes it doesn't push us to do more. Um, so I, I I strive for for bringing people from out of town mm -hmm. or from um, putting artists together that wouldn't necessarily work together so that they can push each other and stuff. And again, like I'm, I'm a curator and promoter, so I, I don't do the physical work, but I, I do think that I have a talent of seeing like good matches and, and exactly. stuff and, and how people can push each other. And, and, and if it works great and if it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it, it doesn't really matter. But the thing is like, we need to mix it up and we need to be judgy and we need like, constructive criticism it's not like being shitty towards each other it's just like not only show up for your friends but also like share your opinion and love and in 
and hard mm -hmm. um, ways sometimes. I don't know. I think like, again, we, we're in a very, I'm in a very privileged place where I get to work for arts and music and, and I, I just love this and I love Austin and it, it's given me so, so much, so much so that I want to keep it alive and I want to keep growing and I want to keep improving it because I'm very, very invested in, in what we can do. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you summed it up though. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, that's one of the problems with living in a really quote unquote nice city. Like mm -hmm. Austin is a bit of a trap when it comes to the self-congratulatory stuff and the fact that there are 200 venues that you could possibly perform in yeah. and you get into the sixth street world as a musician and you just get into that world. And it's like, you can actually quote unquote work mm -hmm. every night yeah. for 40 bucks and a, a <laughs> <Yes>. beer. But, <laughs> but, uh, I've seen that so many times. So like coming from Erie, Pennsylvania, like not like everyone there is just busting out and blowing up or whatever, but you grow up there. You're like, man, I need to get the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. I need to go find something happening in this world man whereas like if i you come up here it's like man this is pretty nice <laughs> hey well, i could get used to it there's a, there's a festival every weekend yeah. amazing you know what i mean and it's pretty cool it is really cool but i think sometimes that cool factor can be a trap in people who are trying to do things because i tell musicians all the time and a lot of them don't listen but some do the road is where you need to be mm -hmm. you need you know it's a big world yeah you're in a pretty cool corner of it, yeah. but there's so much more out there. And I mean, when it comes to art, when it comes to music, who makes it? <clears throat> Not the people who sit around. Yeah. I mean, for some people, you success know? is like having just audience to come and mm -hmm. buy their work. And that's fine. If that's your success level, totally that, fine. that's so fine. But um, personally, I'm invested in, in people that actually have something to say, a message mm -hmm. to give a, like, I don't know, like, yeah, I, I really, um, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I won't have children uh, because of my own decision. I, I, very, very soon in my life, I, I knew that I didn't want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. uh, but that only made fueled me to say, like, okay, so if I'm not leaving uh, people in this earth, like, what am I gonna leave behind? What or not behind? But what? What is my uh, legacy? My legacy, yeah. So I, I try to to figure out people that have that same mindset. Like, let's do something while we're here. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that people that sell their abstract work or, or whatever, like, or that do random pop music don't give happiness. Like, that's not it. I, it's just not what I'm looking for. Um, I'm, I'm looking for some transcendence and for just improvement of humanity I, it sounds so pretentious i'm that's not rolling that my is the opposite. myself that's the opposite of pretentious <laughs> that's the opposite of pretentious you are not you're talking about actually helping people helping people is not pretentious it's not at all and it but it's hard to talk about yourself yeah and people but trust me the people say these things about you they know what you're doing and it's important to uh recognize that and i'm so glad you're here today because these are conversations that should be had, you know, I think, uh, <clears throat> I always hear, you know, one thing I would see a lot is in, in music and in Houston, mm -hmm. I kind of learned from this to, you know, to be more humble and to not really talk about myself so much if I can, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people who will keep a chip on their shoulder. Like, mm -hmm. Oh man, I don't get the credit I deserve. I did this. I did that. Oh, you know? And it's like, that's where the pretentiousness comes into me, where you're just tripping off yourself all the time. But if you're still putting in the work and you're doing what you do, it's great. Be you. Yeah. you, know, you don't even really have to say it. We, we know, but this is a podcast. So you do have to say it. You have to actually talk. And that's, that's the whole point. That's why we're here. This is my, uh, arts, yeah. I guess. It's the no. only thing I know how to do. I love it. Just talk. You're so good at it. Um, yeah, no. And, and, yeah, I do have a lot of, like, I struggle a lot talking about myself because, yeah. Because you are around assholes who talk about themselves and you're <laughs> like, wow, that was annoying. But also because I know people that are doing way more important things and way, like, better at it. So I, I don't, 
I don't know. I just can't tell you that I live my life as honestly and ethically as I can. And yeah, I, I, I can't say that I'm proud of myself in that mm. area. I, I do think that I'm a very honest and, and ethical person. So if I do something, please trust that it was with thoughtful and mm -hmm. with, with a good heart. <laughs> no, of course, of course. And I mean, you say you don't want kids and that's totally fine, but you're, you're a mom to a lot of people. You're the person that people turn to for sure, you know, and people are happy to have someone that they can turn to. I mean, I know for myself, I got to a point where I'm like, look, I got kids. I can't do all this all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't, anymore. Yeah. You're leaving a lot. Yeah. So you better leave a good product. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, it's a beautiful thing. It's really cool to see what you're doing now. When you let's talk a little bit about Texas as mm -hmm. a whole, like, um, I've always said, like, I'm a, I love Houston, Austin, Dallas, and mm -hmm. San Antonio. And notice, I also said Dallas. Yeah, people hate on <laughs> Dallas. I know that's sweet. I mean, I get it's very, very different than the I mean, rest, but it's a thing. But when it comes to art and music and culture, like they put out, they, I mean, when oh, yeah. people look the like. Erica Badu, Nora Jones, Found the Line. There's so many. I mean, that's that's, that's scratching the circus. Yeah. But a, a city like that. And the museums, the mm -hmm. investment in the city. It's crazy. So that's where I wanted to go with yeah. this. When you see the the amount of money and, and the investment that goes into these the arts, and especially Houston and Dallas, and mm -hmm. I, but I see a lot of things happening in San Antonio right yeah. now, like coming up. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of compare and contrast what you see there? And compared to what's going on here in Austin, and is there, a, would you encourage artists? Because I always think we're right in the center of Texas. Yeah. So fuck Austin. Not <laughs> not I mean, that's severe, but like, there's no. It's three hours back to any of these places. Yeah. Like you got a you got a metroplex of mm -hmm. money. Yeah. And humans yeah. to work with. Like, do you see? And I'm, I'm saying this because I think a lot of people get to, you've heard it a million times, like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't go anywhere in Texas but Austin. I yeah. heard Austin's amazing. Like, eh. <laughs> Houston's blue. <laughs> I'm sorry. From, it is. It's like yeah. it's, Houston's a, a very the most diverse city in America. Yeah. So there's that. But do you see, like, I always, I feel like we have such a huge potential for networking in mm -hmm. just our state. Yeah. And we're going to talk positive things instead of all the negative crap because yeah. there's a lot of negative. <laughs> it's a lot of, of like, like, just like Mexico you talk about problems there there's also a balance of beauty of course and we've got that here too yeah um i i actually think like texas is such an opportunity place and the fact that there is a lot of wealth and the fact that there is people that go around the world and at the same time they have their pride and ownership of their cities like i think that if it's it's a great um environment to for culture in general mm -hmm. so yeah like you were saying Dallas like that is it is a very I in I I've been to Dallas only as a tourist mm -hmm. so I, I'm not I'm not really um very um knowledgeable about the city but in in my tourist vision it's just it's a very segmented place um and but at at the same time like these people are engaged mm -hmm. and they're invested in their community. So they put their dollars, they put uh, like they want their parks, they want their museums and, mm -hmm. and the fair. And you can think whatever you want to think about any of those things, but they're, they're really investing in their community. Same for Houston, same mm -hmm. from San Antonio. I think the disconnect is here in Austin and just, it, it makes sense because we have so many, uh, so much influx of new people. So I, I do think that we have to do the work on, on telling people or like convincing people new commerce that this is a place worth spending their money and their time in. Um, so if people are moving here, like, okay, you love it here. Like, okay, you need to invest in your community and you need to be part of it and you need to have ownership on, on this place so that it can thrive and that we can, you can make it better. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's just that. So I, I do think that, um, Texas is a wonderful place like that. Cause also if you turn like outside of those big cities, we have like ginormous, like really big 
cities that are in the middle of nowhere and that they have their own thing com- mm-hmm. like it's completely different like yeah um, um i i work also uh, at big medium it's a, yep. a local north arts nonprofit, uh, and we produce the, the texas biennial mm-hmm. um which was yeah. great this it, year yeah it was so gorgeous mm-hmm. uh, we had two rockstars um curators and, and a fantastic team so um and like 54 artists participating mm-hmm. it, it was it was really yeah, we went to stuff in houston san antonio here it was an extravagance yeah. <laughs> of Amazing. art but yeah well like done. it it is um it is shocking like the, the all the different um artists and how diverse uh the the views on, on mm-hmm. the practices are and and i just think like yeah it's a huge place it's a very complex like there's no way that you can summarize texas with anything like because it's so so different what like i don't know a few miles from like 50 miles at a time like there's right. just completely different communities and uh, well put exactly yeah. so so yeah I, I i do think that it's a very um how do you say uh, i don't know a, a great place to to sembrar um i uh, to the best <laughs> yeah i think so too i mean it's a pretty it's the best of the best and the worst of the worst in yeah. some ways you know and when you can focus on the best and focus on the the positivity and the things that do enable you to be able to thrive it's it can be a pretty great place yeah and again the connection with mexico mm-hmm. and the connection with the rest and just being so notable like out in the world because everyone has an opinion about texas good or yeah, bad exactly. um so that like it's not a random like uh state in the in the country where people have no idea like no people have concepts about texas and all over it's, the world yeah and it, it's something that can be taken advantage of and again like investing in in the good parts and and just just recognizing that you are a part of that community like i think can take us many i mean i can't tell you how many times i've had people from new york la and other places places around the world come here for work or somebody connected us like we should meet up and this and that and then they're like wow i had no idea (laughs) i mean when i my father moved to houston when i was eight so i was a little little kid and had no perspective but i very literally was wondering why he was moving to the wild west yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I pictured dirt roads and country yeah. music and I'm, the, the, every stereotype you could imagine. I had no idea, but I was also a really small kid. But when I came down and got out of the airport and was on the highway with like rock music on the radio and, you know, like, yeah. like whoa, what are these big buildings? <laughs> this is amazing. I went to, uh, to France last year and I was just picking up some stuff at the grocery and like they asked me, like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Mexico, but I live in Texas. They're like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, do you guys carry guns and, and sombreros? Like, or like the hats? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, you could. Not me. <laughs> not <laughs> you me. You could, man. but I don't. Like, maybe that's not the best image. Yeah. That, like, it's no. not really accurate, but yeah. <laughs> so, But it was really funny. Like, France in 2000, what, 2021? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still out there. But people know Texas. Like, that's. Yeah, it it's a it's a step. Um, I don't know. It's, it's like a, a point. <laughs> yeah, it's a mythological place to yes. a lot of people who don't have any idea. But it's pretty dynamic, and it's due to works of people like you oh. and and great artists who come from here. Yeah. And I mean, let's keep it real. Austin's getting more expensive, but we're still not New York or LA or even Chicago expensive. We're not that. It's expensive. Yeah. And the yeah. pay rates are a little wonky. Yeah. I think that's where we're failing. Like. Because maybe it's not as expensive, but the yeah the yeah. the pay grade is not where they're at, at either. So we do need to do better for sure. I mean, when you have a city with a university as big as it is, with so much influence, and they can hire the the twenty two year old for yeah. that amount of money that we all did when we were twenty two to get yes. our feet in the door, <laughs> foot in the door. But yeah, it is a little little much here. When I first moved here. Um, not first, but I had been working for a few years, and then someone asked me like, "Oh, like, do you come straight here?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm struggling so much to find work." And then they were like, "Oh, you messed up. Like, when you move to the to the states or to Texas, you go to Dallas or Houston to build your career, and then when you have a, a good career, you move to Austin and get the money. Like, you don't 
you don't really start your career in Austin. Like there, it'll get you nowhere. And I was like, darn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> only you had a beer before. I mean, well, they say that Dallas is the, is getting the most, the biggest influx of new people right now. Like that people are running to Dallas. Yeah. It's crazy. There's money there. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. I've seen lots of cool things happen here and lots of success. And yeah. People have built a lot of cool things here. We could use a few more museums. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> like um, somewhere. What, what are y'all doing over there on the West side with that money? What, <laughs> what are y'all doing with that? Just I'll help you put, put good use to that money. Yeah. Come on. Dude, yes. If someone's I drive here, around. <laughs> dude, yes. If someone's listening and wants to invest like mm-hmm. in a good non- nonprofit or a good artist hit me up. Like I, I have tons of recommendations. It doesn't really have to be that with the art nonprofits that I work with or mm-hmm. the artists that I work with. Like there is, there is excellent artists and something that I, I, maybe it's not the place, but eh, I'm here. Um, a lot of people, and it is really lovely that there's so much support for nonprofits for animals. It is, it is wonderful. That said, remember that if you invest in humans, humans will reinvest. If you invest uh, your dollars in a, in a nonprofit uh, for artists, or like you will give that money to another artist, and that artist will put it back into art. So yes, support all the animals in the world, but also mm-hmm. support humans. Exactly. <laughs> like every year that we see the campaigns for Amplify Austin or whatever, it's just like. Oh my God, like, yeah, why we're humans and we can actually, like, you can see what we do. And I, I understand, and this is no shade to pets at all. Like, my, <laughs> my cat makes my life happy, and, and mm. I want nothing more than happiness for kitties and pets in general. But also remember to support your culture and your fellow humans. I always say that. I mean, the human beings are the, you know, that's exactly. You know, where's the investment in just basic humanity in yeah. humans? And it goes beyond arts. Yeah, but totally. Art's a great place to start. It's yeah. the letter A. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's same like for, I don't know, if you're into like, if you believe in abortion rights or female care or, uh, I don't know, mental health, like whatever. But if you invest in humans, that is a wonderful thing to do. We do need all the support. Yes, we for sure do. Tell me a little bit more about Big Medium. Yeah, as I was telling you, it is an arts nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of programming. Um, we have the Texas Biennial that yep. I briefly talked about. Um, we also do the Austin Studio Tour. That's today, uh, not today. This year is the twentieth year. Uh, wow! Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so we have that where basically um, we coordinate and it's we call it a co-marketing um, campaign. So basically we coordinate artists to open doors to their studios mm-hmm. um, and it could be their houses, their offices, whatever, uh, whatever art happens for yep. the community to just drop by and see their process and their art. This is free uh, for the public, and it happens in November. Are East and West combined now? Yes. Okay. We're, we're trying that. The East Austin Studio Tour. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And That's the, the one that started. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I guess we're combining them. So mm-hmm. it, it'll be 20 years from the first East Austin Studio okay. Tour. And then, um, yeah, and we had, we usually had in May the West Austin Studio Tour, which is west of I-35. Yep. And then East, it was in November. Um, since the pandemic started, we decided to have, like, combine them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we're going to try it for a few years and, and see what happens. Like, staff-wise, it makes way more sense. So we're trying to do, like, Austin Art Month, which was declared by Mayor Adler a few years ago. Okay. But we're really trying to to get every arts institution part of it um, and so that we can... Yeah, just celebrate for the whole month. Is that November? November. Okay. Yeah, the studio tour will happen the first three weekends of November. The first and second weekends will be for the for the west side. Um, second and third weekends the east side. And okay. I'm so talking, overlap in the middle. Yes. And so hopefully, like the what we're envisioning is that the middle weekend will be like all of the city, no matter where you go. It's you're seeing art and artists uh, just thriving and supporting so it is um 
I don't know what's going on around here. Uh, Hi, Kitty. Um, So, yeah, we're we're trying to make it like a huge celebration of art. So, and and yeah, like the idea is like Mm. you step out of your house and everywhere you go, there is art and you can meet artists. It's the coolest weekends of the year, hands down, because we get a lot of talk about the big festivals and this and that. But when it's East Austin or West Austin studio tour and you can just, I, I feel like every year I see like a 10th of it and I see so much and meet so many people. And it's such a great experience. And just going over in the area of canopy and the museum of human achievement and through, you know, you can walk from there to all kinds of places. And I mean, even when I lived in Allendale, there were Mm -hmm. people who were in their garage right out on Uh the street, you know, it was amazing. Like transforming a neighborhood that's pretty quiet, ain't nothing going on. But then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, this is really happening over here. It's like, it's, and it makes people, like literally step out into their own neighborhoods, which is not a thing that happens in <laughs> nope. a lot of times here. Like it's not a walking state, walking yeah. city, you know, but like I love it. And I used to, man, <clears throat> my kids are older now. They can go on their own if, you know, they're not trying to be walking around with dad everywhere. <laughs> but I we used to grab them right out of the house every time. Like we're going, yeah, we're going to go see all this, you know, and, uh, you know, free beers sometimes. Yeah, that little, happens often. Little, little wine, maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's but, uh, all of that. And other people that have bigger spaces mm-hmm. will bring musicians or uh, live performances or um, workshops and stuff. There's so much going it's so on. so cool. And the, the, the cool thing is, like, everyone's in their space. So you do you. Um, like, we ask people to be kind and don't park where they shouldn't and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But... But basically, it's like, let's celebrate and support our artists. And we produce the the catalog every year. And it is a beautiful kind of coffee table book. And that book, yep. like, we, it happens a lot where, like, that offers some kind of a guide to what, what you want to go and see. But also, if in the middle of the year you want to gift uh, give a gift to someone or purchase some art or whatever, you can just go back and find mm-hmm. amazing art and other people commission a lot of work uh, during the tour, so they're, they're just checking what's out there. Oh, and I have to say, this year, we're so, so lucky that we're going to be partnering with the Mexican-American Cultural Center. Ah. So that's where the group exhibit will happen. Uh, and it'll go, like, all November and even part of December. So people can go and see, like, I don't know, about 400 pieces of art for from our community. So it's it's pretty special. Like That's dope. Yeah, we're, we're very Do your very holiday excited. shopping. Yeah. Shop local. Yes, please do. But that's what I love about it. We're talking about human beings. Like, mm-hmm. there's no barrier when during these tours, man. Like, it's not like, you know, going to the festival and standing and watching a band. And, you know, you're actually going to stand and talk to that artist. Yeah. They're going to be standing right there. And they mm-hmm. want to talk to you and want to explain what's going on and what they do. And, you know, when it's a... Uh, how can you not love that? Yeah, and circling back to what we were talking earlier, it's also a great opportunity to share your opinion and mm-hmm. as an artist to learn about like what the public feels about your art or if they have someone in mind that your look your work looks like and how how does what does that mean? How does that affect your work? Or like yeah, it's it's just such a, a good opportunity to to connect and uh, make sure that you're hearing i don't know i mean of course art is super personal but also sometimes you need a fresh set of eyes to to just come and, and have a good conversation and who knows what will that what will spark from that um yeah it, it is a, a very nice season please put it on your books it's the the three uh weekends in november and then the following it's thanksgiving and that's when we all shut down and, sure yeah <laughs> how does an artist become a part of it um, they just apply. We have an open call right now, and it goes through July 12th. Okay. Um, you can find information at bigmedium.org. Um, so, yeah, it's and we are on social media and all. It's Big Medium um, Austin. That's on Instagram and, like, Facebook and, and Twitter. It's uh, Big Medium. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm always available, and I have a, a really wonderful team that loves to what we do and if it's sometimes like the categories are a bit weird um and we're trying to include so many people that have so many specifics so if something doesn't really feel like where you belong you're always free to to send us an email and we'll try and make a a space for you um just keep in mind that it this is mainly for 
not mainly, but we we focus on art that it's like not one of a kind, but unique art. Um, so I'm. It's not a craft fair. It happens. There's some, yeah. sir. But craft happens. I've bought some kitchen towels yeah. at the East Austin <laughs> Studio Tour. I will yes, say that. Yes. I, I have done that before. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's art in general, and we're happy to just, it. it's, yeah, just we're, we're trying to celebrate artists mm-hmm. that produce their work and are very unique and um, in what they do and what they're trying to share. So you haven't sold out and gone corporate yet. That's what you're saying. Uh, no. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not yet. Please don't. Please keep it pure. No, and I think real. we in the future we um we're keep trying to think like good ways of mm-hmm. um of signaling for the audience like what can they expect in every tour. So just to help out coordinate and, and figure out your business. Because if you're looking for, for towels, like maybe you don't have to go. I wasn't the, looking. No, for no, no, no. <laughs> but it, I know, I know. It just happened upon Yeah, but and if, they were really if that's bad. what you're into, like maybe we can be a better guide on mm-hmm. telling you where to find those. Um, but yeah, we will have the app where you can actually like um, filter by medium mm-hmm. and uh, difference. Yeah, we'll be ready for y'all. For sure. No, that's great. And it really, I, I sincerely mean it. It's traditionally been the, one of the coolest weekends or, t- you know, it's usually a couple of weekends and I get out at least one of them and really try to go hard. Yeah. And this year we're trying to be better I think, with the timing. So we're mm-hmm. trying to get the website and the app up way before um, so that people can do their research and make, make sure that they um, have the materials in time to, yeah, just to select what you want to do. And then um, the first weekend, uh, for sure, the um, go to the, the group exhibit because that's when you get to see most of the artists work live and then you can make your little route mm-hmm. uh, from there. That's yeah, amazing. and just um, that's kind of, I guess that's the biggest program that we have at Big Medium, but we also have the line residency where an artist gets six weeks at a hotel, at the line hotel mm-hmm. with a studio. We have Thirsty Planet that it's um, an artist gets to create the, you're both right. I, I saw alleys. that you had yeah. alleys. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we have that. We have the dessert door residency. Um, artists spend time in a desert, uh, in a ranch in, for desert door. Uh, I forget the name of the place, but it, just the desert in West Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, what else? Tito's Prize, $15,000. For an artist this nice. year, the winner is Tammy Rubin, who's an amazing artist, and we're really happy. We'll have a, a the gallery um, show in next year in March, uh, and we have the gallery. We have really, really amazing shows right now. We have Karen Navarro, and the next one it's Xavier Chipani. So we're, yeah. Well, I'm gonna say for the record that I drink Thirsty Goat. The thirst is it what it's called the goat one uh-huh. thirsty goat yeah from that on tap all the time because of <laughs> the Austin Studio Tour where yeah. I first had it maybe had a few too many in the sun one day but <laughs> I really like it and I and it's, it's to know that they are actually supporting art as well it's just it's just a bonus yeah you know? and we're and, we're actually in the curating phase right now so we'll announce so it's worked I'm telling you yeah. y'all don't you all understand <laughs> you got you got a big drinker here on your side. We're on. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be called to for samples. <laughs> Anytime, please. I will do that. I went to her release, to Allie Jackson's release, and she had her beer. I loved it. It was amazing. With yeah. With the augmented reality and everything that she does. And I got to get her on here because she's now the creative director at Austin FC. She deserves every single piece of it. She's such an amazing person, but also has a really wonderful brain and she's so kind and talented. I'm a huge fan of Ali. Me too, for a long time. For yeah, real. get her here, please. We will, we'll get her on, but I don't think she has time. Maybe after the I season. I mean, maybe you have to go and just sit at her desk and like, so we're doing this. I'm trying, I want to. Get me in. What's going on, Ali? Let's text together. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yes. No, we need to make that happen, but I definitely appreciate you coming by here, giving me your time and oh part God. of your story. Well, thank you. I, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you. And yeah, it's so chill. Got to ne- meet the new kitty. Mm-hmm. All, all is good here. 
Good, 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 good. What else is coming up in the near future? You got anything for us in the summer? Or you're just leading up to the studio tour? Or what, yeah. what should we be looking out for? Um, we have, as I was telling you, like we have a Cater Navarro's exhibit. It goes through June 4th, so not too long. And where is this? Uh, at Big Medium at, at the Big gallery. Medium. Um, and then Xavier Chipani comes at Ju- uh, June 25th. Uh, he's an amazing rock star, really, really amazing um, artist. I'm, I'm a huge fan, and, and I'm sure people will be super into it. And then we have two more shows, one curated by uh, my director of um, development and also a brilliant artist, Paloma Mayorga, um, that is going to be about the women and nature um, that do art based on nature. And then we finished the year with Adrian Armstrong, that it's one of the most awesome artists that I know. Um, and he also, I, I'm not sure if you've heard his music, he's under june i'll share it with you he's badass mm-hmm. um so yeah we have an, an awesome set of um of exhibits then the line residency is happening every six weeks so okay. we right now we have the third artist that's Ch- charles ben rosel and then alexis hunter uh amanda Fay, and kevin muñoz so we have open um studio hours weekly um at the line hotel so it's pretty cool um that is cool yeah and i then, love what the line has done because it's such a little cultural epicenter down there but i remember when it was the radisson and it was just like the cheap place to stay during south by yeah and the most central place but back when we didn't have so many hotels yeah um i remember i remember they had this amazing restaurant called chavez did mm-hmm. you ever go there nope oh i know what God. you mean though. it was so delicious mm. i really suffered when i Took it away, but then, like, yeah, I love the line, so I'm, yep. I'm fine. <laughs> no, no it's, it's great. So yeah, there's a lot of programming. Please check us on on social media. And again, like, I'm, I have with a projector, I have different things coming um, that I'm working on. Uh, I have a few trips to Mexico planned, so hopefully, I'll, I'll do more stuff with, um, yeah, just trading Mexico and the U.S. specifically Texas. Um, we launched the MXTX album uh not too long ago for fusebox so ah, that's on cool. music yeah um yeah we, we fusebox have... was dope this year yeah it's always dope but man yeah it, it, it's so nice to have it again um so yeah i'll be showing up everywhere Good. <laughs> as i do i'm glad so happy <laughs> same thank you and big medium austin on socials uh-huh. excellent well, again coca my friend thank oh. you for all you do all you've done for me even on when we were down there, you were literally like pointing us in the right directions and things. It was fantastic. And it's always good to have someone on the inside. Yeah, no, I, no I appreciate you. you. I, I, yeah, since we met, we clicked and, and I'm just, I, I consider myself very lucky to have a friend like you and that's so supportive in both my personal and professional life. Like, yeah, I'm, same. I'm very grateful to you. Poor sure, same. <laughs> we met for a reason. Right? Yeah. Well, Again, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to uh, Talk So Real. My name's Matt Gonzalez, Talk So Realist on the socials. I have Matt at Pushermania.com as the email. Love to hear from you. Any ideas, feedback, comments, like, share, whatever you do. I don't know. I don't know what you people do on the internet, but I appreciate you for listening. And again, we can do this again anytime. You got something going on, let me know if I can help. What for we can sure. do, please. Same here. Already. Maybe the the live podcasts of all the artists yeah. at the studio tour. Let's do it. Lots of ideas. Awesome. All right. <laughs> thank you, Koga, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you.